This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another World of UX podcast. This is Darren Hood, your host for the podcast. I'm glad that you are able to join us today. Welcome, as always, to all of the first-time listeners. We are shifting to another new topic today, although when you think about it, when I think about it, maybe it's not such a new topic after all because I'm going to continue talking to you today about UX maturity But I'm going to talk to you about UX maturity from a slightly different angle. I want to talk about some of the other models that are out there, but more specifically, or most specifically, I'd like to talk to you about the UX uncensored UX maturity model. It's one that I came up with myself after studying a lot of different maturity models, after looking at some of the challenges that I faced when I was managing UX maturity levels for a company that I was working for after trying to tackle UX maturity associated issues at different companies, I made some discoveries. And so what I want to do today, and this will just be a one week uh, coverage on this topic, I want to talk to you and propose to you, some of you out there who've been taking this topic to heart since I've been talking about it, you've looked at Jacob Nielsen's UX maturity model. You like some of the things you see perhaps, but you're a little curious and you're looking for something that maybe matches what you're doing better. And I sort of want to give you the end from the beginning in talking about this topic and let you know that the topic I'm presenting is just something that you use to help drive your maturity in general. It's not a model, as you'll see shortly, it's not a model that you can base everything that you're doing on, but it does give you some really solid points of examination and awareness that you can apply to how UX is maturing in your own organization and help set you to a higher higher planes of operation, if you will. So uh, let's dive right in because I want to make sure that we cover this uh, completely today. Quick recap with the Jacob Nielsen UX maturity model, there were eight different levels. There was hostility, a developer-centered level, skunk works, and those three, a lot of companies sort of go in circles with those three. There's dedicated budget at number four, managed at number five, systematic process at number six. Number seven was integrated user-centered design, and the very top level was user-driven corporation. Those top two levels, if you achieve those, even if you get to level seven, you're doing remarkably well, and that's fantastic. There's even things to be said for the the levels just prior to that. But those are the pinnacle levels of Jacob Nielsen's model. One of the things I mentioned last week, I think it's key to what I'm going to be talking about today, is that each one of those levels has a pretty lengthy timeline associated with them. The first one could last up to decades. Who wants to hear that? As much as I like it, I throw these out. Developer-centered, two to three years. Skunkworks, 
two to three years. Dedicated budget, two to three years. Managed, six to seven years, according to Nielsen. Systematic process, six to seven years. Level seven, integrated user-centered design, approximately 20 years, and user-driven corporation, he says that it could take you approximately 40 years to reach that level. This is why I mentioned in the previous podcast, you don't want to embrace these these time these timelines, and you surely don't want to tell stakeholders that it's going to take us X amount of time, these this length of time to get there. I actually say throw timelines out. That's my recommendation, my professional recommendation. Throw out all timelines and just continue to move forward. It's better to focus on moving forward in your UX maturity than trying to achieve it within a certain set timeline. All that does is distract you, all it does is get you off base, and all it does is cause people to get frustrated and create issues for getting buy-in for your initiative. So, on the way to the model that I wanna present with you, which I'll wrap up the last few minutes today, I wanna mention a few other models out there that I've looked at before. There's a model out there, you may find this, uh, one by Zebia Group, X-E-B-I-A, if you do a search on Zebia Group, just go to images.google.com and look up Zebia Group UX Maturity, and you'll find what, what I'm referring to here. And in their model, there are six levels. So already you can see nobody's presenting this the same way, pretty much. Number one, oblivious, where the organization is hostile toward users. Sounds familiar, right? So there's a lot of parallel between all the models that are out there, pretty much. Number two, level two, people are interested. And in, at this level, people are selecting a few within the organization who are interested in what design can do. So you have a handful of people that are buying into your processes and are championing with you and supporting you in what you do. At level three, he calls this, or the Xebia group, I should say, calls this invested. This is where UX, they say, is important to building a better product. Some people have come to this realization and they are engaging at a project level with that mindset in play. At level four, people are committed where UX strategy is applied across the organization for digital experiences. Sounds rather vague though, doesn't it? And pretty generic. So it's sort of, I think this model falls apart a little bit at that level. Level five, you have embedded. This is where experience is broken through the non-digital realm and a true omni-channel strategy is applied. This is exactly as it's worded in their model. And But the way that they're, they're talking about embedded and the way that they're explaining it, it almost sounds like they're going to get into hardware. They're going to extend outside of websites, mobile apps, and things of that nature. But then when you start talking about an omni-channel experience, you... you Sort of kind of wonder about that a little bit. So now it becomes a little more vague in, in, my, in my estimation. Level six, the final level, is user-centered, where corporate strategy is driven by UX and is turned into a belief system. So everybody, in other words, has adopted UX at this stage. So then beyond that, we have Leah Bewley. And this is one that was presented recently by Leah Bewley through Envision. Envision, they hold a lot of, of online seminars, webinars, 
learning they have they provide a ton of learning resources they've been pretty good in that field and don't be deceived the envision application is not really a prototyping tool as some people think it's more of a design tool and you can only simulate certain types of engagement so you can only prototype a certain way with envision without me getting too deeply into this but at any rate because I, I don't want to go on a tangent in that direction Leah Bewley presents a model that, in my estimation, is not really a UX maturity model. And it's critical that we understand that. If you, by chance, happen to see her presentation or the presentation that was that was sponsored by Envision, she presents five, and they're not even levels, really, at all, five different aspects associated with UX maturity. And instead of providing levels where you achieve and move on to the next, or you target different levels, they just present levels that are based on the way that your organization operates. So level two is not something you aspire to, it's just what you are. Level four is not something you aspire to, it's just what you are. And the five levels are this. In level one, you have producers. These are people that are deliverable and usability focused only. So in your organization, if all you're focusing on is deliverables and things being usability focused, you're at level one. If you have a lot of what what are called connectors, you have more collaborative efforts where everybody is getting involved and everybody is concerned about customer satisfaction, you have agreement on at those those different vantage points. But that, that's it. You're just, you're a connector. Level three, an architect or architects, literally is what it's it's explained as or labeled. And here you have more of an agile and a lean organization or structure. And you prioritize uh, uh, throughout the organization with monetized operation associated with UX. So you've basically, you're agile, you're lean, and you're monetizing everything that you're doing. And you have a really strong metric system associated with UX and measuring value. But you're just an architect. That's it. You're not going anywhere. You're an architect. Unless you're aspiring to be one of the other levels, then that's just it. Level four is where you have scientists, where there's lots of testing. People are learning a lot. There's a lot of conversion-oriented thought processes that are taking place. Uh, So a very scientific operation organization would just have this label. And again, that'd be it. You're there, you stop, you're done. What's referred to as level five is that of the visionary. And the visionaries are very strategic in their operation with UX. They're operating with a great deal of foresight and they have a lot of cross-platform engagement. But again, and I, I call this a flaw, just not throwing anybody under the bus, just calling a spade a spade. If you try to operate with this type of maturity level, you're going to find yourself stymied because now what if you're at one level, do you just move to another one because you're thinking differently? There's nothing to aspire to. There's no, there's no critical thinking really going on here. You're just identifying yourself and you're moving on. Let's look at another model. The one by a man by the name of James Wondrak, W-O-N-D-R-A-C-K. In his maturity model, there are six levels. Very, very simple. Very simple. I I love it from that perspective because 
That's what we need. And, and this is part of the reason that I came up with a maturity model, because I realized that we need simplicity. We need to be able to easily identify where we are when it comes to maturity models. And we need to understand whether or not we have advanced to level three, where you want to make sure that there are elements that are clearly identifiable and measurable so you can ascend to another point and see yourself as having graduated and advanced and then get ready to move on to the next one. In James Wondrak's model, at level one, we have the place, we're at the point where UX is unrecognized in the organization. It's really deemed as not important. Already we can see where a lot of people can can really uh, relate to that. It's something, okay, we're there. And that's critical. Being able to identify where you are is an important part of uh, achieving UX maturity. Level two, people are now interested. That's the label, interested, where UX is important, but it doesn't get very much funding in the organization. So you're making progress. You have a few people that are interested. You're getting some buy-in, but not necessarily a lot. And number three, we've graduated from being interested. Now the organization is invested. UX is considered to be very important, and it's formalized within the organization to the extent where programmings are emerging and processes are emerging across the organization, uh, starting to pop up here and there. UX is really becoming a thing within the structure. That's a great place to be, and that that's nice. Number four, committed, where UX is considered critical, and now executives, your C-level people, are now starting to become actively involved with the operation of UX within the organization. It gets even better at level five. People are engaged. This is where UX is one of the core tenets of the organization's total strategy. UX is baked in and and included the way that things are operated, not necessarily bought in across the organization, but the engagement is definitely identifiable. There are conversations happening about it and the strategy or the strategic aspects of the organization are acknowledging UX, so there is engagement. The top level of Wondrak's model says that the organization is now, UX is embedded. The key word is embedded. It's embedded in the fabric of the organization and not discussed as a separate entity. It's not an, an afterthought. It's not something that people are dismissing. It's critical. It's important. And everything we do has UX involvement. Great place to be. Very wonderful all processes at that point, design efforts are inclusive of UX. So wonderful model. But now let me talk to you in our closing minutes here about the UX uncensored UX maturity level. And for those of you that don't know, UX uncensored is me. It's an operation that I have that's really we're like in, in UX evangelism and education in a sense is what UX uncensored is about. And in UX Uncensored, we engage in addressing topics associated with, with UX that to a lot of people are very, well, let's call them unattractive. People don't want to discuss certain things. And when we don't face the facts about everything, we limit our ability to advance. And so that's really what UX Uncensored is about. So 
as stated, after studying maturity levels and after looking at a lot of different mindsets and approaches and the way that things were explained, one of the most critical things that I found consistently was a lack of practicality. Where is a maturity level model that we can embrace, similar to Wondrak, where we can easily identify where we are, easily set standards to go from one level to another, and realistically and courageously look at what's going on and prescribe strategies to help us easily. We need to be able to to easily derive measurability so that we can get from one level to another. And hence, I developed this maturity level model. Five levels. Five. Only five. That's all we need. At level one, we have apathy. And in apathy, you have, and this will sound similar, there's definitely overlap, and you'll always see that when you look at UX maturity models. Apathy, at that level, there's no genuine interest in, no true understanding of, or no value placed upon UX with a constant reluctance to engage with UX professionals. I have seen it, I have experienced it, and sad to say, because a lot of companies are still just getting on board when it comes to UX, a lot of companies are at this level. Level two is exploration. This is where people have started giving thoughtful consideration to UX principles and practices, and they're open to engagement, but they're not really yet committed. So the company might dabble in UX a little bit. You might have a small UX team, a small UX presence, and they sometimes they listen to you, sometimes they don't, but UX doesn't really carry any weight in such an organization. At level three, when you've made progress, you reach the stage where now you have adoption where UX is now garnering attention and regard and it's becoming valued and sought after in the organization. You've achieved some wins, as I said on another uh, uh, podcast. You want to always focus on bringing as many wins as you can. Don't focus on that one large project. Take the small ones. Get the victories. Get people on your side. Show the value. And the more you show value, the more you can achieve adoption. And that's going to build momentum for later stages and later levels that you ascend to. Level four in my model is that of saturation. This is where UX has recognizable traction within the organization and is included in an increasing number of projects. So here we have momentum. Momentum and saturation is only achieved through momentum. So as, and as you continue to get more momentum, now we can have impact. Now we can truly prove that UX is valuable and it can bring wins for the business, for the users, for everyone involved. It's fantastic. But after we achieve the saturation and after we're included in increasing number of projects, we should now seek to ascend to the absolute highest level of maturity and that is that of assimilation. Level five is where UX engagement is now a standard throughout the organization, keyword being standard, and it's tied directly to profitability. Now, we're able to achieve a certain degree of success, and UX was a critical part of that success. But the keyword 
to the assimilation level is standard. It is a standard engagement with UX. It's a part of the daily operation. It's a part of every project. It's a part of everything we do. It's woven into the fiber of the organization and organizations that reach this level of UX maturity would not dream of operating without UX having a seat at the table and helping to drive everything that they do. Folks, that's all the time that we have for today. So until next time, this is Darren Hood. Happy UXing, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.